Hello, uh, I'm Phelan McAleer. And I'm Anne McElhenney. And welcome to the Anne and Phelan Scoop Daily Virus. Remind me what we do again, Anne. It's where we discuss the latest news, views, advice and madness of the pandemic. It's Tuesday, September the 29th, week 28. That's seven months of the two weeks flat in the curve lockdown. So don't forget, all governments lie. Some lie. Some tell you that it'll be a two week flat in the curve lockdown to stop the hospitals getting overwhelmed. And then six months later, seven months later, you're, you're in a, uh, still in a lockdown. Then there's other governments like China that lie uh, and tell you that a virus is not infectious, it's not dangerous, it doesn't exist, and cause a million people to die. So, And in, vi- in the advice column today, um, the advice is don't eat peanuts instead of dinner because you'll wake up at two o'clock in the morning and be awake all night, which is why one of us is going to be a little bit wobbly today. So yes. just remember that. That's a piece of advice that you didn't even ask Salted for. Peanuts. Salted peanuts. Salted peanuts instead of eating your dinner like a proper person. Like a Phelan, proper Protestant. Tell us Although the, proper Protestants eat their dinner at 1 p.m. Phelan, I still come from a part of the world where we eat our dinner during the day. Tell us what the teasers are, Phelan. None of this lunch nonsense. You have your tea in the evening. Um, so how's your curve of... How's your COVID world looking, Anne? Um, the COVID world, well, actually, sorry, there's a grim milestone as corona, apparently coronavirus deaths pass one million, but liberal activists posing as journalists try not to let this to dampen their activism and their fakery. And New York City. Oh, New York City's plan to re- relocate homeless people to Wall Street sparks outrage, and that's a story we've been following a yes. little bit, moving these people around like chess pieces. Yes. And New York Times fake news story about a White House insider pressuring the CDC. Yes, just a complete fake news story. Uh, So, six long months in Ireland. It may sound like a bad Irish ballot, but believe me, it's worse. And And there's nothing worse than a bad Irish ballot. And we're looking forward to tonight's presidential debate. Where will you be this evening? Yes. So, yes, uh, it is apparently one million people have died of the coronavirus, which is an awful, terrible waste of life. It's a terrible destruction of life from the Chinese coronavirus when China allowed people to leave Wuhan to come to Italy and Spain and America but didn't allow people in Wuhan to go to the rest of China so and by the way these figures are nonsense because you can't trust the figures coming out of China anyway so there could be two million deaths we don't know but you know so I was reading this and I looked at the Guardian and it says global coronavirus deaths past 1 million with no sign rate is slowing so I looked in the story, it's quite a lengthy story, for the, with the, for the statistics it said no sign rate of deaths are slowing. And it was nowhere in the story. It's nowhere in the story. They don't talk about how the death rate, really they don't give you any statistics or data to tell you about the increase, decrease, the levelling off of the death rate. And by the way, we know for a fact that of the course. death rate has fallen well, off the cliff. Well, that, that's, that's, that's why I was drawn to this story. I said, oh, wow, they have d- data that shows the death rate is not slowing. And it's like... These are terrible people. Yeah, and then, you, then you've got the, um, the LA Times, uh, who, um, you know, who do the old, uh, you know, one million deaths, yes, one million deaths r- around the world. And, you know, then they do more than a fifth of the recorded lives claim, claim worldwide have come from the United States. Yeah, it must diff- be the orange man's problem. Yes, yes. Brazil has suffered the second highest number of deaths at another conservative place, followed by India. Experts in those two countries worry that a recent uptick in cases should, could presage a renewed outbreak. Look, if you have cases, it doesn't mean deaths. 
No. So stop conflating cases with deaths. You know, one million twenty-year-olds getting this is almost statistically insignificant in terms of deaths. Uh, so, but but you see what they did there? You know, they put the headline of one million deaths around the world, and then talk about cases. Yeah, yeah. and that's what they do. Then the Boston Globe. Uh, this caught my eye. Um, you know, and it's just I get a little newsletter every morning with the, with the headlines of the of the today's Boston Globe, and I looked at it and this. As Europe, Europe's coronavirus cases rise, so do voices crying hoax. And I thought, okay, I'm sure there's not a huge coronavirus is a hoax um, movement in Europe, but you know, the let's thing, have a read. Let's have a read. But I, I opened, I looked at the first paragraph, and I didn't even press continue reading when I read it because the opening paragraph is along a strip of candy-coloured houses in London's Portobello Road. A freshly scrawled message blared out from the older graffiti on a garage: "Take off your mask." So they're conflating. Just like the previous article conflated deaths with cases, they're conflating anti-mask activism with people crying hoax. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they're the that makes them hoaxers. There's nothing, you know, being anti-mask, uh, both from a liberty a liberty point of view and sense in terms of people being told to wear a piece of clothing. That's one thing. Then mask, how effective it is. And by the way, Fauci told us in March it was completely ineffective. Don't. Don't don't wear a mask. And remember, yesterday we heard from our friend in South Dakota explaining what children are doing with masks. People, you know, are using masks in an extraordinary way. The idea that they're replacing them continuously and that they're not touching them with their hands, you know, and all of that. I mean, they're not using them in a medical setting, that's for sure. Or with the medical. And the children were swapping them because he had a Batman one and I wanted the the frozen one. So then, then I, you know, so moving on to more fake news, the New York Times has this one of these long, long stories. God, they do those long stories. Behind the White House effort. By the way, I have been in, I have been in a, a, not a New York Times long story, but I've been in one of those long, they're called TikToks as well. So they kind of give you the, the day by, the moment, David, by, moment by moment happened? breakdown of what happened. And it's behind the White House effort to pressurize the CDC on school openings. So basically what they're claiming is the White House pressurized the CDC, Center for Disease Control, to be positive about school openings. <laughs> right, and you know, blah, blah, goes on and goes on and goes on. But, you know, nowhere, right? And I mean, it takes our friend uh, and friend of this program Phil Kirpin to really sum up what, look at the length of it. I mean, by the way, I've cut out all the pictures and all the headers. I'm just going through the computer here. It goes on and on and on and on. And then we get to our friend, Phil Kirpin, who says uh, and points out nowhere in the story does the New York Times say the White House was right. Schools that have opened have had no problems. The New York Times and the CDC bureaucrats are the villains here, along with the unions. You know, so that... And, and then the New York Times, one of the New York Times journalists, or, uh, sorry, you know, there was a whole fake South Korean story, I don't know if it was a New York Times journalist, but about schools being the center of, of infections, and they weren't, and they had to withdraw that story. Phil Kerbin very rightly points out, I mean, this idea that CDC bureaucrats and teachers unions are always right, <laughs> you know, and that someone who's trying to fight back against them is therefore evil. It's just, it's just, it's fake news. It's totally fake news. You've got to resist this placing, these types of stories that place certain people uh, who cannot be criticised and everyone who's trying to criticise them as a villain. You've got to attack them every time you see them. Well done, Phil Kirpin. And let's reopen the schools. So, 
Ah, yes. Ireland. Ireland. Oh, yeah. The headline in the Irish Times, prepare for six months of COVID-19 restraints, warn health officials. That's six more um, yes. months of COVID. Yes. So they've already had seven months. Um, so they're basically a year. Yes. What talking and about now. So this was the chief medical officer, Roland Lynn. You know, with admissions to hospitals, as he said, definitely rising. It's like, what? He's the chief medical officer, and that's his way. Definitely, definitely rising. rising. That sounds like he's not that sure. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like, you know, 1916 was a Mr. Def- definite Mr. rising. But I mean, this is, you know, let's have some, what percentage? By how much? When are we going to be in serious trouble? And he's difficult winter season. You know, even with the vaccine, the reality is we'll be dealing with COVID-19 for another long time. For a time. long time, yes. yeah. But then, then you get to the, the story, the bit, the real bit at the end of this story, when the which Irish Times, buried, which they buried, which they buried, the very last line, of the, almost the last line of the story. No further deaths. Uh, sorry, a further 390 cases of COVID-19 were reported in Ireland yesterday, with no further deaths from the disease confirmed, leaving the state's total at 1,800. So no deaths, but they're going to close the country for another six months. Oh, that story, Anne, that we were going to talk about at the beginning. Uh, oh, this one, the homeless one. So the, the, tell us about that. They're going to, to, I mean, this is the madness. This is the madness of the So you bureaucrats. remember we did this story a long time ago. We did the story about 600 uh, addicted homeless men were Criminals. moved in to no no homeless men okay. uh, addicted homeless men were moved into i think three um Poor three three boutique hotels in the upper west side yeah then then we reported subsequent to that some of them were moved out to another area and now there's an, another story literally just yesterday that 300 of them are being moved to a radisson in in, in the wall street area um uh, because of objections by people living in the Upper West Side. To, who, are, who, are to, de, who are de Blasio's biggest funders and biggest supporters, all those left-wing radicals up there, who suddenly who, who condemn the rest of us for not caring about homeless. And when given a chance to live next door to the homeless, uh, funny, find that you know, there are better ways of dealing with the homeless than putting them in hotels, uh, like providing low-cost housing for them uh, in in low cost areas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So so tonight tonight's debate, Anne. Tonight's debate. It's unbelievable. Uh, well, I think I actually think there will be a big crowd for tonight's debate because yeah. it's almost like, I mean, the only show in town. The only show in town. Some people might call it elder abuse. You know, watching it. Well, but I can't. I can't. Re- I can't remember where we. So where are we in terms of this debate? Was was Donald Trump's decision to ban? Uh, travel from China really early on. Is that was that racist or xenophobic, or, or are we at the stage where it was too little, too late, proving a lack of leadership that allowed millions to die? I can't remember, and I know Joe Biden probably can't remember, but Kamala will tell him what to say. And uh, let's tune in tonight for the debate. Thank oh, you. Oh yeah, actually that's true. And tomorrow, by the way, is our wedding anniversary, and so we will not be doing a virus, but we will have a scoop tomorrow. Yes. Um, and it's a very good one, actually. You need to listen in. Really, really brilliant. We have Sarah Carter on the show tomorrow, so have a listen to that. And stay safe wherever you are and try not to go completely mad um, because yes. this is a crazy, crazy, awful time. And as Phelan says, you know, these journalists, are they, all they want to do is stir up um, fear yeah. and panic in the population. And, the, and, the, and, and, and they, they shouldn't. And they really shouldn't because... 
the news you know the news in, in a lot of ways is actually good you know we, yeah. this is a this is a um a virus this is contagious but it is very clear that it attacks a very specific you know set of people and those people should be protected and the rest of the people need to get on with it yeah i mean no further i mean just looking at that that line buried in that store no further deaths from the disease were confirmed and it's like that's the headline yeah but they're, the but they're reclosing down dublin yeah and, 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 and the rest of ireland including donegal where i'm from but anyway that's it for today and we will talk to you again very soon and uh, we'll we'll be probably live tweeting actually from the debate tonight yes. so if you're on twitter look out for us take bye. care bye, bye.